Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. I want to do something that I don't do often in this podcast, and that is that I want to review a book. I don't review books often because, first of all, I'm concerned about being boring to my dear listeners, but also uh, I read so many books I read so widely uh, that I probably would, uh, it would probably become uh, a mile wide and an inch deep in, in its treatment on this podcast, and I, and I just don't want to do that. There are more important topics for me to talk about, and uh, many, many people review books. Few people talk about some of the themes that I do, so it just feels more important for me to stay away from books, but there's one book in particular that I want to recommend to you this year, and I'm going to probably confuse you because before I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to say some very critical things of this book. At the same time, I think that you need to read it. Uh, the book uh, is actually uh, written by Randall Wallace. Now, you may not recognize that name, but Randall Wallace was the screenwriter for Braveheart. And the occasion of this book is uh, the fact that it's been 20 years since Braveheart was released in 1995. Uh, I imagine that many of you, having just heard me say Braveheart, have a visceral response to uh, your memories, your thoughts, your feelings, the lessons that you learned from that movie. Uh, that, you know, film really is the literature of our time. Uh, we may not like that. Some folks in the academies and the more ivory tower existences may not like that, but the reality is that movies are the literature of our time. In the 1840s, I could have mentioned to almost any person who could read a quote from Homer uh, or a certain bit of, uh, uh, of literature from Cicero or something, and everybody would have known it. That's not the case today. But if I quote from uh, Seabiscuit, or if I quote from uh, The Matrix, or if I quote from Braveheart, Almost everybody knows what I'm talking about. And so Randall Wallace wrote a book that I'm holding in my hand, and it's called Living the Brave Heart Life, Finding the Courage to Follow Your Heart. I don't know about you, but the movie Braveheart was extremely important to me. Movies have always been important to me. I grew up in Europe uh, at a time when there wasn't much English television. There weren't the satellites and the, uh, the cable television systems that there are now. And so we had one English-speaking American channel. But the main influence that came to me culturally was going to the, to the one movie at a time uh, U.S. military uh, movie theater there in Berlin, Germany, where I grew up as a teenager and watching the movies that came from the States. And uh, I, I just remember that movies were incredibly important. They told me about my homeland. They taught me lessons. They inspired me. I thought about them for months. So movies have always been very, very important to me. The movie Braveheart is very interesting because it's not just, um, uh, it's not just the fact that it's a movie about a great man whose name was William Wallace. The reality is we don't know much about William Wallace. We know very little. What we know from history is very sketchy. In fact, Winston Churchill said, we don't know much about William Wallace, but what has been said of him has come to shape the character of the Scottish people. And he was absolutely right. Uh, and I think it's, it was an absolutely brilliant screenplay in which Randall Wallace, the author of the book that I'm now reviewing, 
basically captured themes that were important to him, that were suggested by William Wallace's life. But most of what's in that movie, we do not know, uh, is historical. We're, we're uncertain. But I think that Randall Wallace captured uh, the sense of it, the sense of the camaraderie of men at arms, the, uh, the way men talk around a campfire, the, uh, the, the way a man who's reluctant to go into war gets drawn into it uh, by the fact that what he loves is threatened. All of those things, friendship, crazy Irishmen, etc. It's an extremely bloody movie, but that's the way it was at the time. But friendship, betrayal, living for a cause, not selling out, etc., etc., etc. All of these themes resonated in my heart, as I as I know they did in the hearts of many people. And so, Randall Wallace is a man I deeply admire. Uh, he's a man whose work I have followed. He not only did Braveheart, but he also uh, was very involved in the film We Were Soldiers, Pearl Harbor, Secretariat, and more recently, Heaven is for Real. Some of those are among my favorite movies. What he's attempted to do in this book is he's attempted to distill the lessons of that film of Braveheart for his own life. He was profoundly changed by learning who William Wallace was, something he didn't know until he and his wife traveled to Scotland, traveled to Edinburgh and learned a bit about William Wallace, even though uh, Randy Randall Wallace's uh, last name is Wallace and he may be in some distant way related uh, or at least part of the tribe. Uh, he, knew, he knew almost nothing about William Wallace. So as he learned, he wrote a screenplay. And of course, that screenplay has become one of the most popular movies in history. But what I love about this book is that Randall Wallace is grappling with the way that the writing of that film and the lessons of that film and the character William Wallace is in, has impacted his own life. Randall Wallace has had his difficulties. He's had unusual themes and tensions and problems in his family history. He himself has had his own failings and divorces and things of that nature. Many of us know how those things can uh, can come against you in life and and really have the potential to deform you permanently. But Randall Wallace, I think heroically, has reached towards a brave heart life. And that's what he talks about in this book. And so in that sense, in the sense that you have the screenwriter of Braveheart looking at the lessons to be learned from this movie, if not from William Wallace himself, and talking about these themes and talking about where they come from in his own soul and talking about what they ought to mean for all people, but particularly for men, I think it's a very, very valuable book. And in a sense, I see this book as much of what Randall Wallace actually describes in the early pages. And that is, it's as though you've pulled up at a campfire and you're listening to a bunch of men in a disorganized, uh, not systematic fashion, talk about the lessons that were important to them, talk about great heroes of old, uh, talk smack a little bit and have some fun. I think in that sense, this book is very valuable. Uh, and I certainly want to urge it for the men who follow me and knowing, of course, that I do a great deal of men's events and constantly trying to spur men on. I think women will enjoy it, too. Uh, but this book is full of those kinds of lessons. Now, let me go ahead and be negative for a moment, since some of you are holding your breath, <laughs> wondering why I said I was going to be negative. Um, as much as I admire Randall Wallace, as much as I admire his work in films, and as much as I am completely devoted to many of the lessons taught in this book, it is one of the the, the most poorly edited books I have ever seen. Uh, I Working in literature and books as I do, I know the value of good editing. I know that authors frequently come with meaningful but very sort of, you know, rangy, uh, rabbit trail oriented 
uh, unclear, unsystematic approaches to their to their material. And editors are meant to whip it into shape, meant to give it order, structure, uh, meant to make it, meant to bridge to the reader a little bit more, meant to uh, take the great lessons that the author has to teach or the great story the author has to tell and put it in a form that it's most digestible, most memorable, uh, and most inspiring. I'll have to tell you that from the very first pages, I wanted to beg for an editor for this book. Randall Wallace deserved it. This story deserved it. The 20-year anniversary of Braveheart deserved it. Quite frankly, I deserved it. I put down my 20 bucks for this book. And the reader, there's a certain obligation that both the author and the publisher owe to the reader. I think the spirit of Wallace and Randall Wallace's uh, heroic struggles breathe through these pages, and I'm grateful, and that's why I'm recommending it. But oh my gosh, the flap texts, which is, of course, for those of you who aren't in books, you know, when you have a paper, when you have a hardback book, you have that paper cover, uh, and there are flaps on the back. Normally, in the back inside flap, the author's bio is there with a picture, and the other inside flap on the front has got an inspiring text about the book making that's supposed to make you want to read it. The, the, the flap text is horribly written. It's got time perspective problems. Um, even some of the endorsements at the beginning, two or three of them don't even make sense. Um, the, there, there's, there's even a, a mistake in the in one of the author's bios. There's a word that's just hanging there with, for no reason. Um, and inside, though, again, I value this book because it's Randall uh, Wallace telling us a story like like sitting at a campfire. You know, he's not saying point one, point two. He's just telling stories. Um, that's that's valuable in, in and of itself, but it doesn't make great literature. Uh, when a chapter has a certain title, he should deal with everything that relates to that title in that chapter. Instead, he's very likely to start with a story that's related to the topic of that chapter, then go off somewhere else, then come back to that topic, the topic of that chapter three or four chapters later. Given that this was a book of lessons, given that this was a book of what he had learned that he was passing on to the next generation, sometimes you've got to have the one, two, three, four. Sometimes you've got to say, here's a definition of the Braveheart life at the beginning, and now I'm going to expound upon that in the remaining pages. I'm critical of this book from the perspective of editing an organization because I wanted it to be of such impact to those of this generation. I suspect it won't sell real well. Um, I, as much as I would love for it to have, it, sh- it should have been part of a great campaign in which Braveheart was being shown again in at least art house theaters around the country. And there was sort of a, a renewed ex- outpouring of gratitude for the film and a, and a taking of the lessons of the film to a new generation. That's, that's not likely to happen, at least not that I know of. I certainly would have been willing to be part of that. But I want to say, having said all of my criticisms, a horribly edited book, a bit rangy and, uh, and, uh, and dis organized. Um, nevertheless, it's like listen, It's like picking up bits of wisdom and life lessons from warriors sitting around the fire at night. Um, it's, it's worth the reading. You'll, you'll, you'll pick up lessons. You'll gain truths. You'll gain insight into this man. There's also a lot of wisdom for a writer. Uh, as, as some of the cover text says, there's a, there's a bit of a master class in here for writers. I think for all of that reason, it's very, very valuable, and I do urge you to read it. But just be prepared. You, there's a frustration factor that runs high because it is rather disorganized. It is rather piecemeal at times. 
um, and and the editing, uh, the, whoever the editors were, whoever actually reworked the text and worked with the author, uh, quite frankly, failed at their job. Again, cover text is is pretty pitiful, and even endorsements are, are, are in need of fixing. But having said all of that, and that's me being a little bit bitchy by virtue of being in the publishing industry with part of my life, I want to say this is a valuable book. This is a valuable book. It has lessons to teach. And for those of you who are impacted by Braveheart, I highly recommend that you get, get some friends together, watch the movie again, talk about what impacted your life, especially if you saw it 20 years ago and you've been living out some of those lessons, and then read this book and discuss it together. Uh, I deeply admire Randall Wallace. I think he has important things for us to say. I wish it had been said more clearly and systematically in this book, but he shall rise again. I'm sure there will be other movies, other books coming from him, but you want to get and drink from living the brave heart life. And if Randall Wallace is speaking anywhere near your hometown, anywhere that you can get to, get there. There's important stuff breathing out of his life, as you can tell from that tremendous and epic movie, Braveheart. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on CNN, Fox, and the Huffington Post. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and The Miracle of the Kurds. You can learn more about Stephen at stephenmansfield.tv and greatman.us and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell, who also wrote performed and produced the Rockin' Podcast theme song. Be sure to rate the Stephen Mansfield Podcast in the iTunes Store. This is a Chartwell Literary Group production.